Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out-of-this-world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet pleasure seekers. For those of you who are watching on camera, you might notice that the lighting I have this evening is making me look rather ghostly. But that's kind of fun. Um, after all, this week I've been looking at a whole bunch of uh, posts by people who are like uh, goths. Like I've been comparing uh, a whole bunch of goth posts on TikTok, which is fun because I had quite a few goth friends back in the day. So looking rather ghostly for my goth friends this evening. Um, I'll, although I don't have any black on. Oh, I do have some black on, but I don't, I'm not wearing completely black, but I do have the very gas, the ghostly face this evening. And I hope you all enjoy that for those of you who are watching. Um, what are we doing tonight? Tonight we are defining and communicating what brings you pleasure. And I know that uh, this is a kind of an odd conversation because a lot of times it's like, don't the books tell us? Don't our lovers know? shouldn't porn explain to this to us, but it doesn't. So we're gonna be understanding this a little bit better. What actually brings us pleasure? We're gonna learn how to define it. We're gonna learn how to communicate it. For those of you who are brand new to the show and you're just coming in for the first time, I am, I think close to my 400th episode, close to maybe at, I'm not sure, this could be 400 for all I can remember. Um, there's been so many and it's been so many years it's over eight years of shows and it just keeps on getting more fun and better and in fact I was actually looking through a whole bunch of my shows recently and looking back to the past and I'm like wow I've really like gotten a lot of content but I have to say the last few years of content I really have I, I have to say that I have enjoyed my content even more even looking back I'm like hey that was a really interesting show I did so I'm uh, finding my own content more interesting than I ever have. So I hope that if you are avid listeners or if you're just new listeners, go back to the last couple of years. I bet you're going to find quite a few shows that are very interesting. Even in the last year or two, I have had a lot of very cool, interesting shows, especially if you're into learning more about yourself, if you're learning more about pleasure and like what could go on that would create and change your pleasure over time or context or anything like that. So that is uh, where I've been at. Uh, so one of the things that I do in my life is that I offer people ways to get out of trauma and into pleasure. And this show is one of those methods that I do that. I also do that in my practice through somatic body work. I also do it with uh, work that I do with something called radionics and a bunch of other energy work. So I've been having my own holistic practice for over 25 years. And I enjoy bringing pleasure to the world. It didn't always start as the target of my work, but I found that over time that people who have been coming to me have always had some level of trauma, whether it's been physical, emotional, sexual, uh, there's always been a trauma that has created something that then has come to a point where their body is no longer functional, their life is no longer feeling so hot, relationships are falling apart, and their sex life is diminishing uh, or non-existent. So it seems to be the theme 
So this is the theme of what I'm working with these days. I'm actually going to be in the midst of actually creating some information to create a book. So I hope you guys are excited for that. It should be coming in the next six months, I hope. So uh, keep your ears and eyes peeled for the book coming um, as well. And that, and of course, that's going to lead to so many other fun things as well. Alrighty, so let's dive into some things to look at when first like defining what brings you pleasure. And I think what we need to look at, the very first thing we need to look at is in your life, what have you decided pleasure was that it wasn't? Because you might have found that you maybe have had one sexual partner, 10 sexual partners, maybe you've had none, two as well, that's possible. Uh, maybe you've had 50, maybe you've had 100. And maybe in all of those, you've always assumed that you had a certain role to play. And like, maybe your role was lie down and take it. And you're like, all right, I'll just lie down and take it. And you're like, so you lie down and take it. And you're wondering why is this not so fun? Isn't this what they show us in the movies? Isn't this what they show us generally in, you know, the, you know, the one, one of the partners lies down and takes it and they're supposed to just accept that and not really ask for anything or have a conversation. I don't know about you, but I don't think I've really ever seen any shows where you have partners who are actually discussing their intimacy or their sex lives. And I've, I don't think I've ever actually, they might just say it's bad or you have the shows where um, where maybe like the woman is demanding more sex and the man doesn't want it, um, you know, like married with children. That's a fine example for those of you. I'm taking you guys way back to the 90s if you've never watched Married with Children, but I remember Peg Bundy was always like demanding sex and uh her husband never wanted it. So you got those scenarios, you got the scenarios where the men are always complaining about the wives. There aren't a, like a lot of uh, representation for LGBTQ where there's a lot of complaining going on, but definitely in the heteronormative relationships, there's a lot of complaining that goes on and there isn't a lot of strategizing and there isn't a lot of communication that goes on. So where are we supposed to learn this from? Because I'm guaranteeing you that we're not having or hearing these conversations with our parents, I would think, unless you are in a very interesting household, you're likely not in on those conversations with your parents about their sex life. Unless you have been, which you may need to talk to somebody about that, just saying. All right, so where do we learn how to communicate about sex? I think we don't. So let's start to learn how to do that because it's a whole area that we actually have zero education in. We might have some education in the biology where, you know, you go to like grade seven, eight, nine biology class. Maybe you've gone further and you're like, I have this part. Can you touch it? <laughs> or can you do this to my part? But that is all about arousal, right? So we have some sense of like what, is required for a body to get aroused. Now, arousal is not the same as desire, is not the same as pleasure, which we've been talking about in the last several shows over the last few months. I think it's really important to define that because arousal can happen even when there's just like pressure on your body. Arousal can happen uh, if your body is being stroked, 
whether you want it or not, your body can have an arousal reaction does not mean that you've had desire for that arousal or pleasure related to that arousal. So how do we get to the pleasure part, right? That's the key is like, we want to have pleasure. And if, and you know, the arousal might show up as well because we have some standards of how that can happen. And we also, you know, for people whose bodies don't have reaction and don't have the regular arousal, there are different things that can be done for that. So we're talking about the average body that can get arousal from different things like stroking, pressure, stimulation of different kinds. How do we get to the pleasure? Do you even know you're allowed to have it? I bet that you've just never even considered it. I bet that most people out there who are listening have always assumed that arousal equals pleasure. It does not. Arousal is arousal. It's when your body is being uh, stimulated and your body's having a reaction. Pleasure is different than that. Pleasure is, is actually an, an emotional kind of a reaction interaction with that where you feel like, you know, maybe excited or you're feeling love or you're feeling you're having a feeling, you're having a pleasurable feeling, something that actually has you feel like excited and joyful and your body may or may not have an arousal response to that. And that's fine. You know, a lot of um, times I hear men go, but, but I'm actually like really turned on, but I can't get an erection. And I'm like, okay, I understand because you have pleasure and desire and it's the arousal that's having the issue. And, and a lot of times that's for men who have had um, either they have erectile dysfunction due to different things. Like it could be, um, well, it could be a lot of things, surgeries of any kind that would actually cause that. So uh, surgeries of any kind, as in surgeries, what I mean there is like surgeries that are involving your genitals of any kind could, could cause some arousal uh, issues going on. So, so then we want to go back to the pleasure part and we're like, so what brings you pleasure? And for a lot of people, their first thought will be like, well, touch brings me pleasure. Okay, well, that's actually stimulation and part of arousal. What else brings you pleasure? Because that's part of it, but it's not all of it. So what brings you pleasure, you know? And I think one of the, the biggest things is we actually don't know what brings us pleasure. But I guarantee you, you know what doesn't bring you pleasure. I could almost guarantee you, you know what turns you off. So that's where we start. On my website, melitzajelen.com, that's M-I-L-I-C-A-J-E-L-E-N-I-C.com. At the very bottom, I have a little click here button for that you can get my do's, don'ts, and maybes list. That was kind of helpful for this exercise of figuring out what turns you on and what doesn't turn you on. You can always add to that. It kind of gives you a starting point, a very basic vanilla starting point, but it gives you a starting point. So you can go download that. That can be helpful. It's also helpful for communication because not everybody has verbal communication. Some people are nonverbal, so they're using other forms of communication. Some people prefer not to communicate verbally, even though they have a capacity to do that. They choose not to, so they might want to have another resource, which can be things like having lists of really helpful forms of communication. But we'll talk about the different ways that we can communicate our pleasure and desires uh, to our partners, because first we have to figure out what doesn't work for us. And sometimes we don't even know. Like I bring up things to, to um, 
clients, coaching clients when they come like, oh, well, yeah, I like everything. I'm like, okay, cool. And I will bring up some of the things that would probably gross most human beings out. I'll bring them up. And they're like, well, not that. I said, yes. Yeah. So you need to understand the depths of human sexuality. I mean, we could study that for life. That's what I'm doing, right? It's a whole lifetime study. And you could do that for life. And you could still, you could be dumbfounded by how much more there is out there because there's so much out there so I like to bring up some of the you know the kinks that are generally things that that people um, don't even know about you know and so I'll bring up a few just to see their reaction because I do like do like to see when people react and get a little freaked out by information so I'll be like so how do you feel about people defecating on your face and they're like what I'm like that is a kink so I'm just wondering how do you feel about that because that should go that could go on your list of that does not bring me pleasure your reaction in your face indicated to me that that would not bring you pleasure so let's get clear on what brings you pleasure and what doesn't bring you pleasure because it's really helpful to know and it can be an exhaustive list so exhaustive as in we have so many body parts and we have so many ways to interact with them and we have so many things, even in our environments, that we can utilize. So whether it's just using our senses to every body part, that's a lot right there, right? If you made a list of every external body part that can be touched, starting with your hair, to your forehead, to your eyebrows, to your eyes, to your nose, to your cheeks, to your lips, to your teeth, to your chin, to your neck, all the way down. If you made that list... <laughs> And you want to cross, maybe I'll make a grid list. I'll make a little note, make a grid list for touch. That could be fun. Look for that on my website soon. And you go across on the grid list and you could have, you know, the five main senses. Um, there are far more than that. I'm just bringing up the five main ones. So touch. And you could go on your grid list. You could have touch and then you could start with hair. Do you like having your hair touched? Maybe no. So X that out and you could go across your list. And if you have, say, your hair and smell and do you mind having people smell your hair? You might be like, yeah, that's fine. I don't like it being touched, but I do like it being sniffed. I do like when people smell it. It kind of turns me on. So check that off. And if you have maybes, you can put like a half mark, you know. So um, I will. It looks like I'll be creating a list for you guys as that just kind of came up when I was talking. So it looks like something that'll be useful. So you can understand how vast this can get when you go down your body parts, just general ones that you can actually touch. And then you can get a little bit more extreme things that you can put stuff in. You can add those at the bottom. You can put things in your nose, your mouth, your ears, your anus, uh, all the openings, vaginas, even inside your, well, you can put you can put things in holes. Say wherever there's a hole, you can put something in it if you want to, if you're generally careful and you actually have lube. I did an entire show called Bring Out the Stretchers. For those of you who want to go a little bit further into where else you can put things, you can check out that episode called Bring Out the Stretchers. Uh, that. Uh, that can be very alarming for people. So I'm not going to dive into that. I did an entire show on it. So yeah, you can put things in holes. You can put things on bodies. You can use different heat. You can use intensities. You can use all kinds of stuff. So not just our, you can use our senses. And then we can add to that, like 
you can have touch with him. But then you could add to that with like touch with heat, with cold, texture. There are like, even into the touch category, there can be many different layers of touch. And there's an amazing woman who did, um, and I can't remember her name offhand, but she does something called the uh, touch blueprint. And she works with people on figuring out how, what kind of touch turns their body on. That's just with touch. And then within senses, and you've got smell, being smelled, smelling others, and the different varieties of things you can smell. That list gets fast, you know? So some people might really like the smell of popcorn. And so that turns them on and brings them pleasure. And maybe they like, when they go into a movie theater, they're super highly aroused because popcorn is like so sexy to them. Don't yuck somebody's yum. It's their thing. So if that's true for them, cool. That would go on your list too. What turns you on? Can you see how wild this gets? All right, we're going to come back and investigate more on how to define what actually is pleasurable. What is, so there's pleasurable, there's desire, and then there's arousal. We're going to look at some combinations of those, but our real focus today is on like what brings us pleasure, how to define it, and then how to communicate it. We're right now in the defining mode, all right? So stick with us. You are listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. For those of you who are just jumping on now, we're talking about defining uh, defining and communicating what brings you pleasure. And 
one of the things I have on my website is my do's, don'ts, and maybes list. And I find that it's really helpful for people when they kind of feel like they're in a rut and they don't know what's working for them anymore. So go over to melitzajelenik.com, M-I-L-I-C-A-J-E-L-E-N-I-C.com. Download as many copies as you have lovers and share them with all of your lovers and then come back together and you can show your lists to each other. So how fun is that? If you are in a polyamorous relationship and there's like 10 of you, just download 10 uh, copies, you know, print 10 copies off, share them with everybody, put your name on it and share around. If there's only two of you, then just print off two copies. And if there's only one of you, this can still be done for you because it helps you define what you desire. So when you do get into a relationship, you can be really clear on what it is that you like. And you can say that up front. I think on my very first date with my husband, he was like incredibly clear about his, his boundaries and what is okay with him and what is not. It was like, maybe our, maybe our first, maybe our second date. He was like, yes to this, yes to this, yes to this. No, no, no to these five things. And I was like, okay, like it was a pretty simple list. It was very vanilla, but it was very clear. Um, and because it was so vanilla, I didn't go deep on him because I was like, okay, I get it. This is where we're at. That's cool. So it's it's really uh, handy too. So there are sometimes on, on the do's, don'ts, and maybes list, there are some things that you might think, oh, I'm willing to like negotiate that. I'm willing to play with that. And that can be really helpful to know what some of the negotiating areas are. And on the don'ts list, there are going to be things that are clear for you that are like, no. And you can have don'ts that you're like, no. And I don't want to be asked about this for another, you know, year or two years. Like if, um, you know, if you have a really clear no about being blindfolded while having sex, then just be like, I don't, I know you keep asking me and I wish you really wouldn't. So I want to clearly define this is a don't. And I feel like this is a don't for two years. So please, um, please do not ask me about this for another two years and whatever, you know, I might change my mind. And if I do, I'll let you know, but can this be something that's understood that this is off the table for this long? So having some of those can be incredibly helpful, especially in relationships where you find where, uh, your partner may be like naggy or trying to like get you to do things and you're like you're not interested in them having some clear boundaries and definitions about what you're okay with and what you're not okay with and what you're willing to negotiate and then that those are things that you're okay with and not okay with but really we want to even get deeper onto the pleasure so even on that list I have it is very vanilla and it's very simple and it's a great starting point. So if you haven't had this conversation yet, or if you haven't downloaded that list yet, go get it. Um, and it's fantastic for beginning to start to get you some uh, some clarity. And then, yes, I will create another list. I feel I, I would be creating it right now if I wasn't here live with you guys. So, so I think it's going to be very fun. And I will bring down all the body parts and I will do some cross uh, reference so that you can do checklists and you can look at each other's checklists uh, for what works for you, what doesn't work for you and what you're kind of on uh, wavering in bed. Okay. So one of the other things to define like what you're okay with, you know, we can talk about body parts and we can talk about senses. And then there's something that's called context, which is, for example, you might really like to be spanked in the bedroom. 
solo with your partner, but you might not like it if your partner is like spanking your butt in the middle of, you know, the vegetable aisle at the grocery store. Uh, that might not work for you. Or you might really like it when you get spanked at the grocery store, but you don't really want to be spanked when you're cleaning a dirty diaper, right? So context is also helpful to know because it can be confusing for partners too if they're like, but you liked being spanked then, so why not now? But that has to do with context. So once you get clear too on, so for example, you might like to have your hair sniffed, but you don't want to have your hair sniffed at dinner in front of your whole family. That's something you want to do privately. So even within those categories of things you like, it's really good to get clear on what context do you like them in? Do you like them in private? Do you want them in public? Uh, public display of affection, PDA is not something that everybody likes. So PDA is the short form for public display of affection. And so if you are very private and you would prefer not to be kissed or touched or hugged uh, or made out with or, you know, penetrated in public or something, cool. That is really good to get clear on. And some people really are good with that and they like to be touched in public and they like to have, um, you know, everything they like want their they're exhibitionists, they want to show it all. So just depends on who you are and what's going on. So getting clear on your context. Now these are really great too for you, to, a really great tool for learning about yourself because you might find as you go through this and you're like, okay, so in what context is this okay? So in what context is it okay to have my hair sniffed? Okay, so it's okay to have my hair sniffed when I'm being cuddled from behind and spooned. Um, and my husband lover is sniffing my hair and my, and I feel clean. So my hair feels clean, then I feel good. But the other context could be I'm lying in bed and I didn't wash my hair for two days. So I feel a little stanky and I feel uncomfortable that I feel stanky and I didn't have a shower and I'm too tired to, and I prefer not to be sniffed. So when, when you do you can see how context can get really like specific, right? Like you could be lying in bed, but then the other part of the context is your hair is not clean. So that kind of changes the whole scenario. So the more you get into that, the more you might realize that there are certain things, uh, for example, that other things too, like you might be like, oh, I really like to be I really like to have a face in my crotch when I've had a shower and I feel clean, but I don't like to have one when I feel stinky. And I also don't like it in public, but I like it in private. And actually, I kind of like it when I'm in my office. So that's cool too. Or maybe I kind of like it when I'm doing A, B, C, and D. And wait, I don't like it. I don't like having a face in my crotch when I'm talking to my father on the phone, right? <laughs> like there are contexts that might not work for us. So it, it is, it can, it can, I get that this can feel really complex and that's what I'm here for, to help you guys out. If you're really lost and confused and you're like, oh my God, there's so much information here and there really is. I am so happy to contribute to you. If you would like to set up a 15 minute free session with me, you can go over to my website, melissajohnwinick.com. Go down to the book now link. I have a um, quickie sessions, the 15 minute sessions that you can book. Um, if you'd like something longer, I do charge for that, but I recommend getting the 15 minutes first and seeing how you feel about that and what you think. Um, if you think we're a fit and if I feel like we're a fit, then we can work together. And also if um, 
if it might just be for a few minutes of clarity, because you might have gone through your list and you're like, something doesn't quite make sense here, or am I missing something? Um, I can assist you and give you some more questions so you can dive deeper so you can get really incredibly clear. Now, the cool thing about knowing this stuff, knowing what your desires are and being clear on them is that it can start to allow you to kind of dream, fantasize, experience all the things that you have on your list. Prior to that, you might just be feeling incredibly sexually frustrated thinking your partner should know A, B, C, and D, but they might feel frustrated because every time they've tried A, B, C, and D, it might not have been in the right context or at the right time. So that's also context. So you feeling like, so your partner's feeling like I give up. I don't know what to do because Every time I try something, it doesn't work anyway. I surrender. And a lot of times I, I hear that from partners that get sexually frustrated. They're, they're frustrated and they'll say they're sexually frustrated. But ultimately, what it's coming down to is there's lack of communication and there's no understanding for themselves personally. And their partners don't understand either. Why? Because we're never taught to communicate this and we're never taught to actually know how to communicate this or even that we're allowed to, or that we're allowed to have pleasure or that we're allowed to have desires and that we're allowed to experience them. So how, how do we then get that clarity of communication? So now we have these lists, right? And your partner might be like, all right, well, I have a list, you have a list. What do we do with this list? Well, you can start by sharing your list, swapping them. And then you can start by saying, let's look at one thing on the list today that you would like to do. So on my do's, don'ts, and maybes list, I encourage you to go to the do's list, the do's part of the list, and say anything on there that you both have in common, make a point that sometime in the next 24 to 48 hours, you're gonna take action on one of those things. So if one of those things is like um, having sex against a wall, and I don't know if I have that on the list, I can't remember, I did the list a long time ago, but if it is happens to be like having sex up against the wall, then in the next 24 to 48 hours, make a point of having that date with your partner to fulfill one of your dues lists. So it's not just about making the list, now it's about taking action after having the list so that you can actually start to see that you're both committing to this process of, of knowing what each other's desires are, communicating each other's desire, communicating your desire to your partner and then fulfilling each other's desires and allowing them to kind of feel way more pleasure in their life, but also allowing them to feel like they're heard and loved, right? That's really key. So we're going to take our next commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after these messages. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly, other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica 
every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Jelenic is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzajelenic.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we are defining and figuring out what brings us pleasure. Isn't that fun? Because how many times do we just not even know? Like how many times have you been in a relationship where you assumed like this, that wasn't very good sex. And you assumed that the person was supposed to know, but you don't even know because you've never really figured it out for yourself. And it's not something you ever chose to investigate or get curious about. So you're just like, uh, they're not skilled. Well, sex is a skill and it is something that you need to develop over time. So that's, that is partially part of it. However, Part of it is for you to be able to tell your partner what it is that you like. And so for all people, these lists that I have can really work other than for people who um, are a heart of sight. And in that case, that um, then maybe having some conversations. And if you are heart of sight, I don't have anything in Braille right now, um, but I, I can create audios that can help you. So if you do have that, um, and you would like some some facilitation, just send me some information, send me a message, send me a voicemail on like Facebook, and then I can uh, send you some information that um, I can send orally to you if that helps. So uh, yeah, so what else can we, oh yeah, so figuring out and defining and communicating. So we use all different forms of communication and some of them can be visual aids, some of them can be auditory aids, some of them can be, um, you know, whether we're using sound, sight, touch aids can help as well. So all of our senses can really help in figuring out and communicating what our needs are. So 
why I say that is because, for example, some sometimes um, you might have, say, for example, you had a stroke, um, and you, you're still a sexual being who would like to have sex, but you've had a stroke and you're no longer um, able to communicate in the same way. And you might not even have use of your hands or your arms or your voice, um, but there are things that you could use. You could use photos. You can actually, you could go through things like magazines and show pictures, or if you have the ability to point to things, you can do that. So um, there are different ways to do that. This show may sound a little ableist and I apologize for that, but uh, for right now, the, the information that I have available is for people who are who are uh, able to read and communicate um, visually with sight. So <clears throat> I am happy to make other information though to uh, anybody who would like it. So, oops, there we go, just getting comfy. So in communicating, if you have, um, if you are, if you do have a voice, if you're able to speak, uh, then one of the things you can do is start to practice words that you're really uncomfortable with. Because I think a lot of these conversations never happen because partners have, are really uncomfortable saying certain things. Like, can you say nipple in front of your partner? Because I know people who can't. Can you say clitoris in front of your partner? and feel comfortable, or labia, or testicles, or penis, or, so those are all like proper words. And then if you want to go further and, you know, use some slang, go for it. You might not even be comfortable with slang. All of these words might be so taboo in your world that saying them brings up a whole massive level of discomfort. And I can understand that because these words are not ones that you've probably heard in your home or in your life. And if you're anybody who's like over 40, uh, you know, the chances are you didn't hear them around a lot unless it was in a, in a, in a maybe in jokes or it was derogatory or I pretty much nobody I knew growing up had parents who talked about sex, um, you know, Unless you were listening to Sex with Sue on Sunday nights in Canada, you weren't hearing a lot about sex. The chances were really low you were going to hear any language that you could even relate to. Now, you might have heard those words and you might have felt a little squeamish and you probably didn't say them. So practice saying some. And where and how do you practice? You can practice with friends. You can also practice with yourself. And you're driving in your car alone or you're at home alone or and just randomly be like yeah so I really like to have my clitoris stroked I could tell you that like 15 years ago if I said that out loud I would giggle like it was hilarious um it's still kind of it it's it is it can be funny but it can actually be fun and it can be playful so it doesn't have to be super serious or daunting to say these words and I think these things are also important to know how to say, because if you can't say this in front of your partner, if you can't say your body parts in front of them that you would like touched, then how comfortable will you be receiving any kind of pleasure for them, from them or for them? If you can't actually say nipple to your lover and be like, hey, can you suck my nipples? And, you're, and you can't say that to your lover, then... How are you going to ask A for what you like? But then when they go to do it, how are you, you going to receive that? Like, 
It's very curious to me how people receive things when they don't even know how to say them or ask for them. So like if you were at a restaurant and you were sitting there going in your heart, you're like, I'd really love to have a margarita. And you're like, I'd really like a margarita. And the waiter comes by and you're like, can I just have a juice and a fancy glass? And you're like, it's not really what you wanted, but you were not comfortable asking for margaritas. So you ask for a juice and a glass. And then, you know, the waiter brings you exactly what you asked for. And you're like, oh, I got a juice and a glass. Oh, I don't really like juice and a glass. Oh. And you sit there and you're kind of frustrated because you asked for juice and a glass because you weren't comfortable enough asking for a margarita. So when you get comfortable asking for something, the person can actually begin to deliver relatively close to what you're asking for and maybe smack on what you're asking for. Maybe a really good margarita shows up when you learn to ask for one. So passing that over to your sex life, because I like to give examples in all different ways, it would be like, hey, I'd really love it if you sucked on my clitoris. And if you could just suck on my labia a little bit and give like a little suction action, that would be amazing. That is pretty instructive right? It's also giving feedback to, I really like this to like, so if, if your partner's done that before and you're like, I really like it when you do this, can you do this? You're giving feedback, which is great. It helps your lover feel confident when you give feedback of, I really love it when you do A, B, C, and D. Can you do that again? And can you like do a little extra this? It's like saying, I would like a margarita with four cherries on top. I know last time I had a margarita, but I'd like four cherries on top. I know it's not regular, but I'd like it that way. So asking for it, even if it seems a little unusual, um, is fantastic. And definitely when you've already been in a partnership and there's some things that you did like, start with what you would like. And then if there are things you would like changed, instead of giving critique, say something like, I really like it when you do this and this and this. And I'd really love it if like, while you're actually going down on me, can you like tweak my nipples at the same time? That would be so freaking awesome. You just gave full on instruction, which is very clear. And then absolutely give feedback after like, thank you so much, that was amazing. I love saying thank you for sex because I think it's a gift. So if you've never thanked your partner for sex, even say that for once, because that can really start to help for your partner to define what they're doing as being something that's pleasurable for you. And it'll also help you keep note of, oh, that was pleasurable for me. Oh, I said, thank you. That was pleasurable. Hmm. I'll keep that in mind for next time. So, oh, well, how else do we figure out what's pleasurable? I think one of the things is to be able to relax into it too. So if you're feeling really stressed, then your body might not have as much pleasure. Although some bodies do really like things like some kink play can appear highly stressful, but there's also like a, an intense level of pleasure that comes with that stress. So it, it depends on the person, but also even when you are in heavy duty kink play, relaxing into that intensity can be such a gift too. So Relaxing in, how do you do that? Breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. When you're doing just one breathing, just in through your mouth, out through your mouth, 
that can um, that can stimulate one part of your nervous system, but not all of it. So you want to synchronize those sympathetic and asympathetic nervous system with breathe in and out, relax into that pleasure. It can be amazing. So what else can we, um, oh, okay. So oh, what else can we do for communicating pleasure is so we can use verbal cues. We can say, thank you so much. We can um, confirm whatever's being done is something good. And there's other verbal cues we can give to assist with defining pleasure. This one might seem so simple, but it's funny. So breathing in and relaxing can be part of it. And then um, actually giving some moaning was really good too. So giving moaning so that your partner is aware that you are liking it. Now, moan from your, like moan from your soul, like moan because you mean it. Don't moan in a fake way because you know what? That gives the wrong cues and it gives gives your partner a false impression of what they're doing. So if you're moaning, moan because you mean it. And if you're relaxing into pleasure, make sure that that is pleasurable for your body, not just arousal, because arousal is one level, but there's also pleasure. So it does take some bodies longer to warm up than others. And generally bodies with vulvas take a lot longer to warm up than others. Um, the Taoist masters who practice like sexual qigong will say that a vulva well, they don't use the word vulva, but the, the female sexual energy takes a lot longer to warm up than male sexual energy. So it may take a little more while for you to sense that pleasure if you are, if you are a person who has a vulva. All right, we are going to head to the uh, next segment. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we're going to head to our next commercial break. We'll see you right after that. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Oh, tonight we are talking about everything to do with what brings you pleasure. What brings you pleasure? Do you even know? And so I was talking about creating some lists, looking at the body parts, looking at the ways that our senses can interact with that, looking at the context of that, looking at the different levels of that as well, like touch and the different kinds of touch. And if you've never looked at the work of the touch blueprint, 
go and check it out. I believe that's the name of it is just Touch Blueprint. So check that out. Um, it's really useful. There are courses, classes, in, information on that. It's been evolving over the years. There was actually a special on Netflix um, called Sex, Love and Goop. It was Gwyneth Paltrow's, one of Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, things that came out last year, like 2021, like October, 2021 or so. And in it, there was a couple that had gone for um, work with the Touch Blueprint lady who also did a segment um, of teaching in my sex and intimacy course. So really cool work. And it's really a great way to start to kind of get in touch with like, what touch do you like? And that's one sense. And think about the level of things you can do with all those senses. So like the imagination can go wild. And like my body's getting very excited just thinking about that because I am cerebral. I'm so sapiosexual in that I love information. <laughs> when I get information downloads, I get like super happy. Uh, so I'm really excited and happy to be able to create um, some content for you guys that you can be able to use to enhance your pleasure in your life. And if you do get some of my downloads uh, off my website, if you happen to get my do's, don'ts, and maybes list, once you've done that, if you would like to connect and have um, some clarity, or if you're having a hard time communicating the things that are on there, you're like, I gave my partner the list, but then we didn't know what to do. Um, even though I did mention on the show that if you have anything in common on that do's list, try that out in the next 24 to 48 hours you might not have anything in common on that do's list. Then you would go to your maybes list and see if there's anything on there that you have in common that you're willing to play with. And the truth is, if you don't have anything on that do's list or anything on that maybes list, then um, having a consultation with me is probably a really good idea because we need to look at further more in-depth things because that list is kind of vanilla, but looking at further more in-depth things and then also to really see is this a relationship for you? Because there might not be a way for you guys to connect. And also sex may not be relevant for you. You might go through that whole list and everything is no. And that's okay, because that might also give you awareness that you, you may be more demisexual, where you sometimes feel sexual, but not always. And you have to really know the people to feel sexual. But um, so demisexual, or you may be asexual. And that's totally valid as well because a lot of times I think people feel pressured into thinking that they have to be sexual and they have to get turned on by things and they have to have this and maybe you don't <clears throat> and maybe your body has arousal still but you're not feeling it and you're not feeling pleasure or maybe you derive pleasure from the romantic things in life but not necessarily the sexual things in life so you may be more sex you may be more romantic than sexual and that can bring you pleasure as well. The things on my do's, don'ts, maybe's list are more sexual than they are romantic. So on your list, when you're looking at things that define pleasure for you, please include things that are also things that you might consider romantic. Could be like holding hands, going to a movie, could be quality time, could be any of those, you know, five. Um, I really like to reference Gary Chapman's five love languages. There are many people who love write about love languages. His to me is the most clear that I can understand uh, version of it. So, you know, you, you may be wanting to uh, derive pleasure more from feeling loved 
whether that's quality time, whether that's touch of a different kind, it's not sexual touch. Maybe it's words of affirmation. Maybe like having your lover tell you how sexy you are is exactly the pleasure that you need. So it's not always physical, right? You, they could be whispering sweet nothings. They could be swearing in your ear and saying all kinds of nasty that turns you on. <laughs> so again, getting to that level of comfort with language so that you can say things is a, a really big key. It's also great for anybody who's working on energetic stuff that if you're clearing your chakras, what a great way to empower you, empower your, you know, make all those energies move right up from your very root, from those possible fears through your reproductive centers, all through um, moving right up through your body, through your head, expressing it, connecting, and then connecting with your partner, connecting with all. I know it's crazy, but it works. So I think one of the, the things that I would really like for you to take away from this show, and what I know that I would like for you to take away from this show is that sometimes in defining our pleasure, we have to first understand what we really don't like. And then we can look at what we really do like. And then we can get into the nitty gritty. And also in defining our pleasure, it can get really specific. You can get into really specific actions in really specific contexts that are a yes, where those specific actions in a totally different context are a no. We are complex beings. And guess what? Those same situations might change in five years. This is something that I encourage you to do. Like whenever you feel like, I feel different. I feel like I've grown as a person. I feel like I've had an aligning moment. I feel like I encourage you to go back and look at that. Maybe you released a lot of trauma and your body can receive on a new level and a different level, um, a little um, in different ways. So you can go back and you can... Uh, you know, look through your list again, and maybe some things that really bothered you before won't bother you anymore. And maybe some things you thought you were okay with before are like a big hard no now, even though you've cleared your trauma, you're like, oh, all of that stuff I was saying yes to had to do with my trauma and pleasing other people. And I actually don't like it. Do you see how complicated this is? So sometimes we've been saying yes, because it's been habitual and we haven't known any different. And sometimes we don't know it until we keep on reinvestigating, keep on healing and keep on looking at things. So, you know, we can be looking at things for um, a really long time in our lives. And um, then we got to take action as well, right? So you can evaluate and evaluate and make lists all you like. But I, once you have those lists, please take action. Like I was saying, on those do's areas, go back, see what matches, take action in the next 24 to 48 hours. And, you know, if there's nothing in common and you really need to find a way to connect, please connect with me through MalitzaJelanik.com, book a time, and let's see what we can do to get you back on track. Stay tuned in and turned on until next week. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.